Hello beautiful people, welcome to Sunday Vibes with Queen M. I hope everyone is doing okay on this lovely day, because listen, it's a good day to have a good day. I'm about to say some shit real quick, why? Because I like to say some shit real quick. <laughs> but first, before we get into that, let's just take a moment to be present, okay? So I want you to take a deep breath in. Hold it. And out. And just relax your shoulders, unclench your jaw, relax your body as we ease into today's topic. And today, we're going to be talking about how your personality traits, or some, most sometimes, of your personality traits could be deeply rooted in a trauma response. So you could be responding to the world and situations in an automatic way without even knowing it just because you have had a previously terrible or not so terrible but a previous incident in your life that has made you build a certain response to life. And sometimes these personality traits can stand in the way of our happiness. So let's get into it. So, first of all, I cannot start this conversation without mentioning this very important factor. There are two, three if we are trying to push it, types of love that most people are raised on. There is survival love and then there is gentle loving. But in between, there could be like that nonchalant, indifferent love where you're not necessarily in a terrible environment, you're not necessarily in a great environment, you're just there, you know, it's just, it's just okay-ish so survival love is usually people who grew up around emotionally unavailable parents like in a very specific way like they don't even want to see you crying they don't hug you they don't say i love you you know those type of behaviors sometimes you were emotionally abused so you were always told that you're not enough you should try harder you're never good enough you're a waste of space you're a waste of air and all of these other random things that parents or guardians can say to their children or sometimes you didn't have any of these figures in your life to give you any type of love you could have grown up with a guardian or someone else who really didn't bother to actually give you the love and attention that you needed Some people were physically abused, some people were sexually abused, some people were, you know, verbally abused. So there's so many ways in which people received kind of survival mode love, which is you you just have to survive. Find a way to get by in this space because don't nobody give a shit about you, you know. And this kind of love can be extreme in some cases. Some cases it, it is not so extreme, you know, you're trying to tell... Maybe a friend that you're you're growing up in a home where you're growing up on survival love. And they ask you, what's happening in your house? And you say, like, every day my mom, like, swears at me or she, she just belittles me. And people like, oh, parents can be like that sometimes. Without understanding that no matter how small the abuse is, even if it's verbal, emotional. Because sometimes people tend to downplay abuse that is not physical. Or abuse that cannot be... So people tend to downplay abuse that is not physical or abuse that they cannot see. But usually people who grow up around survival love kind of, they could turn cold, they could become indifferent, or they could themselves 
become abusive because this is the only thing that they know. So this is the only thing they know how to give, you know? And survival love is a very terrible environment to grow up in and people do not talk about this enough and people do not raise awareness on how it's important to raise kids with gentle loving. And moving on to gentle loving. Gentle loving is, you know, your parents were present, your parents acknowledged your feelings, your emotions, how you felt. Instead of comparing you or downplaying your achievements, they would push you to try harder, you know, if they wanted you to reach a higher milestone, etc., etc. So gentle loving is pretty gentle. It's in the it's in the word. But it's not perfect. There is never a perfect home. Parents will always have their shortfalls and their moments. But in gentle loving, they always try to be accountable for their actions. And that, I think, is the best thing that a parent can do for their child. And then kind of nonchalant, indifferent love, the one that's in the middle, is probably when your parents were unavailable, uh, probably working all the time, or you were raised by the house help, etc, etc, or they just never really bothered with you. So they didn't abuse you in any way, but they didn't create time for you. They didn't even, like, almost did not see your existence. So they did everything provided for you, etc, etc, but they really didn't bother to be with you in the present moment. So this, this kind of nonchalant energy can also build up into certain behavior traits. So now that we've broken down the types of love that we can experience as we're growing up, I am going to get into the stuff that we can then develop, (laughs) the behaviors, the characteristics, the personality traits that we then develop as almost like the the backup plan of our our psyche. Like since this is what the world is trying to give me, I'm going to give this back to keep protecting myself. So I'm going to get into all of these things now. So just firstly, I want to put this disclaimer out there that just because you were raised on survival mode type of love does not mean that you're going to turn into an adult who struggles to maneuver into the world. And just because you were raised on gentle loving doesn't mean you're going to turn out to be an amazing person. Both situations can happen to any person and who you become is also due to who you are as a person. Like... The fact that are you, you know, are you accountable? Are you responsible? Do you choose to be good? Do you choose to be bad? How are you healing? How is your healing pace? Et cetera, et cetera. Do you, do you address the things that have hurt you? Do you choose to be open enough to deal with them? All of these factors contribute to who's going to turn out to be an amazing person and who isn't. And honestly, no one is perfect. Everyone is doing the best with what they have. Everyone is trying their best. Some are just trying their best harder than others because they're really intentional. But at the end of the day, everyone is doing the the best to their knowledge. You know what I mean? So I'm going to, to get into it. The love language that you need, the love language that you need, might be the love language that you did not receive when you were growing up. But because you never received it, you might subconsciously reject it because you've never had it. So you're like, no, this is not familiar to me. So I'm not going to accept it. And it happens to a lot of us. You know, let's say you never received physical touch as a child. Someone who hugs you, holds you, says everything is okay. Maybe you never received, you know, affirmations, the love language of affirmations, where someone tells you, you're enough, you're, it's okay, I love you as you are. And... <clears throat> As you grow and maneuver into the world, 
you meet someone who gives this to you, be it a friend, be it a lover, and you feel like it's so foreign. You feel like it's too much. Like, why? You, you start asking why. Why do you love me so much? Are you trying to take advantage of me? Why, why are you trying to be so close to me? Why are you making it okay for me to cry? What, are you trying to, to make me vulnerable and then break me down? You're always creating worst case scenarios in your head. Because you know what? You don't know how this story ends. You only know how one story ends. You only know how to be taken advantage of or how to not be appreciated. So when someone comes and gives you a beginning to a story that you have never experienced... You would just be looking at them like, um, I don't know how the story ends, so I don't like this. I don't like this feeling of not knowing. And because I don't know, I'm going to go on ahead and make the worst case scenario. You're loving on me and you're trying to treat me nice just because you're trying to use me. And that's one, period. <laughs> and then you sabotage your happiness by ruining it. Just because you doubted it's on the... Just because... Oh, English. Just because you doubted... It's authenticity. Yes, there we go. <laughs> I was not going to cut that part out. Listen, I'm flowing here, so we're going to go with the flow. But anyway, so we tend to then jeopardize our own happiness just because we've never experienced something. So the love language you've never received might be the love language you're seeking. But because you've never had it, you will reject it because you don't know how this story ends. And honestly, the only way to get past this is to give things a shot, is to give people a, a chance, is to let people earn your trust, is to see logic over emotion. See what's right in front of you. If they're treating you nice, then why are you giving too much doubt? Give them the benefit of the doubt. Take it away, you know? If they're not treating you nice, then you know how the story ends. But to honestly jeopardize a good thing just because you don't know how it will end, just because you don't know how to act around such a gentle person, doesn't mean that you have to, to throw your happiness away. And so many people, I might be talking to you, this might be the message for you today, so many people jeopardize their happiness just because they tend to want to go back to what they used to. So that happens a lot with so many people. And then there are people who grow to be savage, nonchalant, or cold and unbothered. See, there's nothing wrong with being a savage, yeah? But then let's not overdo it. Let's not be people who are cold, unkind, absolutely brutal, and just unable to connect to other people. Because if you do that for too long, it's going to become a habit for you. And in as much as you think you're protecting yourself from the world... In the same breath, you're also blocking yourself from experiencing the world and what it has to offer. It's a risk. Obviously, choosing to put your best foot forward in the world is a risk, but at least you get to say, I tried. At least you get to say, I gave this a chance and it didn't work out, so that's not on me. You know? But if you didn't try, it's on you. It's on you, period. Because why did you not try? So we have to learn to stop being cold, savage, unkind, just because the world has been unkind to us before. Instead, be careful. Instead, tread lightly. Instead, take your time. You know, I used to be like that. I can testify. I used to be that person who would never want association with people and would let them know from the get-go that I don't fuck with me. Don't come for me unless I sent for you. Like, nobody even did nothing to me. But I was already like, hey, 
Know your place. Know your place. You're disposable. I can remove you any day. And that was me maneuvering in my protector energy, the masculine aspect of, of, of our of our psyche. And everyone has both masculine and feminine, but one is just more predominant than the other, especially due to hormones. So women, we have more of the feminine energy due to, due to hormones. Sometimes men have more of the masculine energy due to due to testosterone but it is not limited to that because we have we have we have um non-binary conforming folks so what i'm saying is we're gonna have a whole episode on this though the masculine versus the feminine especially for women and how to maneuver that but i was moving in my masculine which is the protector because i had gone through so many things in life i built a wall which I needed at a certain point in time, I needed this world to survive in the world. But then when I was now thriving, because there was a point in my life where I was surviving, but now when I was thriving, I didn't know how to stop survival mode. So the walls couldn't come down, but I didn't register that the walls are still there. So here I am trying to thrive, but what, what is blocking me? Not knowing that it's my own fucking wall that it's in my, that is in my way, you know, and it's absolutely ridiculous. But then I realized I had to tell the protector in me that you were appreciated and you have served me well. And when I need you, I will call out to you and you can come back and take your position again as my protector. But right now, I need my feminine. I need mercy, the nurturer. I need mercy, the gentle one. I need mercy, the one who's just ready to experience the world, you know. And I had to replace the concrete wall with a rose garden, technically speaking, for visuals, <laughs> you know? And I had to move in my feminine. I had to bring the walls down to let the protector go. Not to let her go entirely, but to just tell her, you're not really needed at the front line right now. Peace is residing all around you. So you don't really need to move, you know, in a battle mode. And it took me a lot of time to, to, to let go of that. And I'm still working on it. But I'm absolutely happy that I realized that being entirely savage, cold, and just cut off was, was, was blocking me from experiencing the world in a much better way. So the, these are just some things that we tend to do. You just become, you turn yourself off. And as a human being, you're designed to feel. So the moment you turn yourself off, which is not in accordance with how you're built... You're, you're blocking certain things. And that build-up is going to hurt you in one way or the other. And you're not going to experience the world in the way in which you were supposed to experience it. So, even there are people who even keep to themselves, you know? People who keep to themselves don't want to experience other people because they're scared. They don't really know what to expect. So why the fuck should I try? I don't know what to expect. And maybe you've had previously bad experiences so you just choose to not try and this is not the answer also we have a lot of single people who are single because they don't want to be with someone else not because they're just in a, in a phase in their life where they love being alone or they just need some time to themselves but because they're intentionally kicking people out or, or blocking people like no you know which is which is not healthy to keep to yourself in a way that you think you're protecting yourself from the world again why are you operating in defense constantly when you can just live life? And as much as living life comes with the risk of getting hurt, getting wounded, getting left, listen, it's the cycle of life. Just do your best, be logical, and don't let, you know, feelings cloud your mind, cloud your, your thinking process. 
but I'm going to go on to abandonment issues. People who never had a parent who gave them love for too long sometimes, or a guardian who would love you for two minutes and then go back to treating you like shit, etc., etc. People who were left, people who lost their parents, people who lost someone who was important to them, or even a lover, tend to have abandonment issues. And people who have abandonment issues could be either too clingy so they really hold on to you. Like, don't please don't let me go. Please let me let me more. Why are you not talking to me today? Do you not love me anymore? Why are you changing your job? Why are you... It's just like a whole lot of needing, like, reaffirmation and just needing validation. And then there are people with abandonment issues who will leave you before you leave them. The moment they clock that you've switched up, that your behavior has changed, instead of coming to to talk about it, to communicate and try to find a solution, they'll be like, all right, so you think you're smart, huh? You think you're smarter than me. Okay, cool. And then they leave. And then they leave. (laughs) Then leave. (laughs) You know, they go. Or they kick you out of their lives without thinking twice. And they tend to be cold in their detachment. Why? They're trying to protect themselves. Usually people who do this sometimes were actually more emotionally invested than you know. And because they felt like maybe I invested too much, they feel weak. And then they leave you because they're feeling like, what's the point? So they walk away first. So these are the type of, you know, different things that we can we can do. But there's also self-blame. People who are always blaming themselves or always thinking that they are wrong. These are people who may have always been told that they're wrong, always have been told that everything is their fault, like every single thing that happened around the house was somehow blamed on them, you know, or, or there was, it was just found a way to just take out the anger on them. And they actually built a mindset where they were the problem. And now they go in life taking anything anyone will give to them, thinking they deserve it. I deserve this. You know, you get sometimes people, kids who were beaten when they were younger, could still have a, a spouse who will beat them or who will abuse them. Why? Because in their mind, they associate punishment with love. Because they yearn for your love, but the only thing they get from you is the abuse. And then they somehow associate that with love because you're giving them the attention anyway. Even if it's good or bad, they're just going to associate it with love. And... This is a very uh, dangerous uh, mode to live in, this constant self-blame. It's my fault. I'm not enough. It's my fault. I didn't do enough. It's my fault. I da, I da, 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 I da, 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 you know, and it's, you need to learn to also say, you know what? I tried my best. You know what? I deserve better than this because I really try to put my best foot forward. I really try to bring the best that I have to, to give to the table. So why am I receiving the short end of the stick every single time? So you know what? I'm going to leave you for you to figure your shit out. And when you're ready to reciprocate, find me. And hopefully when you come find me, I'll still be here. Because listen, don't save me for later. I might not be there, you know, period. So these are just like one of the few things that I just wanted to mention. But the last point I'm going to mention in regards to survival mode is people who are always seeking toxic cycles or always seeking wound mates. So you have internalized your pain and now you have turned it into toxic 
ways of living. Some people even start doing drugs or smoking too much or drinking too much. Listen, there's nothing wrong with enjoying your life. But there is a point where you know that these, this has become a consecutive um, coping mechanism. And there are people who just live their lives in toxic ways, hurting people, never being accountable, never never actually holding themselves accountable for any, anything. And these people can sometimes seek partners that will support this behavior. So partners that are similar to them or partners that have their own shit to handle. So now it's two people who are just repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating their toxic cycles together because they got each other's back. So they're always fumbling right back there. So even if you try to do better, your partner's just going to be there like, come on, it's not even that deep. So now you're both stuck in this cycle. So there are people who are constantly seeking wound mates, a partner to, to help you keep your wounds, a partner to help you keep your cycles, friends that help you keep gossiping, friends that keep you stagnant, friends that don't celebrate other people, friends that are just toxic. Why? Because you are toxic and you feel like you thrive more in a toxic environment. And usually the reason is these people have never been anything else other than toxic. And fear of the unknown is deep, guys. If you've never been anything else outside of toxic, how are you going to be sure that you're going to be good at being good, being positive, being accountable, being loving, being gentle? How do you know? People are so scared of what they don't know. And this is real and this happens. And it is not an excuse to be a shitty person, obviously. But I'm just expressing to you the many things that contribute to why people act the way they do. Now, before I get into the the other minor aspects that contribute to this, I'm going to again mention something that I used to do, still do sometimes. I cry when I'm angry and I'm having an argument with someone and I feel like they don't understand me, they're not getting my point, and I just feel hurt and enraged. Why do I do this? Because when I was a child, I was never really given room to express myself. If I if 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 my guardians, my parents or whoever was with me at that time decided that I was wrong, then I was wrong. I couldn't even talk back. Like you you're not even allowed to say anything. If you speak, you're worsening the situation and you can just get yourself a, a good spanking, you know? And that rage builds up. So you're just being accused and accused and accused sometimes of things you didn't do. Sometimes people are taking out their stress on you. You know, parents have their own issues to worry about and sometimes they de-stress on their children without knowing and this build-up of not being able to express yourself and you're just crying as a child I would cry all the time whenever I was being shouted at because I know that I I knew that I had to keep my mouth sealed and I could not say a word I was just receiving I was just the sponge of all these verbal attacks and growing up now you know it's really hard, especially when someone is shouting at you or when someone is disagreeing with you or someone is too much in your space with their words and you, now you, you, you find that block of like, I have so much to say, but uh, I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to communicate. I never learned. I was never allowed to communicate myself. So now I'm struggling and then I start crying. But I'm not crying because you got the best of me. Best of believe, no. I am crying because I'm enraged. And the rage is just building up and building up. And I end up just leaving the conversation altogether. Because listen, I can't do this right now. 
But I'm learning. I'm learning. Even if the tears are rolling down my eyes, I will tell you how I feel. I'll put you in your place. Period. <laughs> but, you know, I'm learning to communicate. I'm learning to communicate how I'm feeling. I'm learning to say, you know what? I, I can't take this. No, don't talk to me like that. No, when I'm speaking, you listen. Can you wait? I listen to you. Now you listen to me. And it's really like liberating to release yourself from these behaviors that you didn't even know were standing in the way of your behavior, of your happiness, sorry, not of your behavior. And like I said, the other things could lead to people pleasing because you never got the attention of your guardians. You were never good enough. No one ever had time for you. You could end up becoming a people pleaser because you're addicted to attention. You're addicted to people being, uh, giving you their, their time. You're addicted to being around people. And being validated. So now you're people pleasing. You want your friends to be happy. You want your man to be happy. You want your woman to be happy. You want anyone in your space to be happy. And you're putting other people's needs before your own. Every damn time. Why? Because you just want to be enough. I just want to be enough. So you end up being in a cycle where you're like, I'm giving so much. Why am I not getting back? Because you're giving too much. And sometimes you're giving in spaces where people don't even care. You're giving to people who couldn't even be bothered. Do you know what I mean? So you could end up being people-pleasing and you could become that ever-apologizing person. I don't like this one and I wish I could shake it out of people. But unfortunately, you can't shake it out of people. People who are ever-apologizing. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's my fault. Yeah, you know that vict- that self-blaming thing that I spoke about earlier? You're always eager to fix things because you don't want to be put aside. You don't want to be left. You don't want to be dumped. You don't want to you don't want to have any negative energy around you and your people. So you apologize quickly, sometimes when you're not wrong, sometimes when you shouldn't. And it's okay. It's amazing to be an apologetic person. But to be the only one who is always apologizing, especially when you have no room apologizing for things that you didn't do, You need to learn to be around people who appreciate the fact that you appreciate them so that in turn, they appreciate you. So stop giving too much, hoping you would get something back. You can't love people into loving you. (laughs) You cannot do that. I'm sorry if nobody told you. I'm here to tell you you cannot love people into loving you. You cannot break down people's walls with your love. You cannot convince people to reciprocate by loving them. People decide to love you. People decide if you're worthy for them. People decide if you're enough for them. You could be enough for you, but you might not be enough for the person that you want to love. And you have to learn to take the L and take yourself out of the situation. Okay? Stop trying to be Captain... Say, save a toxic person. Listen, heroes don't get nothing. They just get the scars. Okay? Hero, stop playing hero or shiro. Stop trying to save everybody. Love everybody. Give everybody. Because you cannot give from an empty cup. So if you're giving to everybody, who is giving to you? Are you even giving to yourself, you know? So... I'm not trying to turn this into a motivational chat. Y'all know me. I get carried away very easily. But it's okay. It's okay. Let's move on. So I'm just going to give like a couple of quick tips as I wrap it up as to what you can do to help yourself understand your behaviors and to help yourself give yourself a chance. 
So the first thing is spend some time alone. Make time for you. Just for you. Make time to go on a date, to, you know, Netflix and chill. Make time for yourself, some self-care routine. Just make time to give yourself your love languages by yourself. Because how are you going to expect to receive love from other people when you don't know how to love yourself? Do you get my gist? Do you get where I'm coming from? (laughs) And get to know yourself. Take your time with yourself. Try new things. Give yourself a chance. In fact, give yourself as many chances as it takes. My favorite transformational speaker, Lisa Nichols, always says, try 99 times. I'm sorry, guys. Try 99 times. And when you hit 99, press reset. Try 99 more times. Press reset. Keep pressing reset for as many times as you need to. Because you, if you don't give yourself endless chances, who is going to give you endless chances? Do you know what I mean? So, get to know yourself. Know your love languages. Know your, where you're strong and where you're weak. Strengthen where you're weak. You know, a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. Learn the love languages you want to receive so that you know how you want to be loved. And that's one period. Because if you don't know how you want to be loved, you're going to go with this person who loves in a certain way that you don't even appreciate. But just because you want someone in your life, you're just going to go. So learn to love. Learn to know which love languages you want. And here's my personal favorite. Learn to disassociate from people who are not good for you. Especially family. I cannot stress this enough. I'm going to say it again. Disassociate from people who are not good for you. I practice a thing that I call selective association. I'm cordial with people. Respectful. We talk here and there. But you have no access to my life in any way whatsoever. The only thing you probably get from my life is from checking me out on social media. But I won't feed you any information and I won't allow you into my life. And this one goes especially for family. We tend to have toxic family members who may always be talking down on you, may always be in competition with you, may always be trying to bring you down, etc., etc. Limit their access to you. If they're going to call you rude, if they're going to say you don't have manners, hey, you're respecting them when you converse with them, but you keep it short. Nice, simple, and short. And that's as far as it goes because you have not earned enough of my time. You haven't earned my respect in a way that I can give you so much of my time. You don't bring peace to the table. So I cannot dine with you. And that's on period. So learn to disassociate from relatives and learn to remove yourself from toxic situations. Like I said, heroes don't get anything except the scars. Stop trying to save everybody. Take yourself out of toxic situations. Stop trying to convince people that you're enough. Stop trying to change people. Stop trying to love people into loving you. So, I think that's about everything. So, I really hope that uh, today's episode helped someone become aware of certain habits that they may have. That they're nurturing, that are not good for them. I hope today's episode helped 
someone address some things, some childhood issues or some things that you may not have addressed that may be contributing to how you're living your life. And I hope today I gave you some tips that you're going to use going forward to put yourself first. Because listen, if you cannot love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? And that's one period. Those are the words of Mama Roo. And I listen to Mama Roo. <laughs> if you know, you know. And this is a disclaimer. Everything I say is my opinion from experience, research, or observation. I may unknowingly address an issue in a wrong or offensive way. Don't hesitate to let me know. I'm human, learning, and growing. So give me room for correction. My views and opinions may also change as I grow. So please keep that in mind. But that being said and done, thank you for tuning in to Sunday Vibes with Queen M. I hope it was soothing and nice and everything sweet. I will see you next Sunday. And I'm wishing you all a divine, absolutely divine week. And remember, be kind, but take no shit. <laughs>